Welcome to the BA Podcast, where we give you no-nonsense arguments mixed with a trove of nonsense from my brother over here. Is that like a treasure? This is where we talk, discuss, debate all topics in life and show you how Christ is the center of all. Yeah, boom. Whether you like it or not. I'm your host, Jordan, and this singleton over here is Zach. Singleton? Yeah. That's not simpleton, so I think that's good, right? Just means you're a singular person set apart from others. That's good. No, it means you're special. Oh, is that what that means? At least I think that's what it means. Oh, thanks, man. You're always you're always complimenting me. Which, so before we get going here, I actually actually had something to say to you because normally I insult your intelligence or your looks or your work ethic or the clothes you're not wearing. It's just because you're jealous. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Well, so I'm gonna go on a different track just for a second because I feel like this is important and I'm probably never gonna say this again. But I think it's I think it's worth giving a shout out to our listeners that. Um, the only reason the show actually gets done and gets edited and put out on time and everything else isn't because of me. I don't do any of that. It's all you. So I just fuck. your mouth just moves. That's all you do. Yeah, yeah. And I that's why I get the big bucks and you don't make anything. But <laughs> but I just want to give a shout out to you for all the hard work you put in behind the scenes. And so yeah, I appreciate you, um, JB. That wasn't much of a shout. Yeah, I can't shout because um, <laughs> my name is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. You know, I was thinking before we get started, we should read a couple of the comments we've gotten lately on yeah, our podcast. That sounds good. Let's engage. We, we should want other people to engage. We might read your comments on here. I'll yeah. give you a shout out. So we have one guy. Um, you know who you are. Lion Beard. Which is an awesome name. Yeah, he says... Uh, I think he's lying about his beard. <laughs> <laughs> so the one we did with Garrett lion beard commented and he said uh, solid show gentlemen but after listening i can only assume that zach hasn't hit puberty don't worry buddy <laughs> your day someday your voice will get deeper <laughs> i feel like i feel like he might be more than just a listener it might be a stalker because that is 100 percent accurate and i haven't told many people that so lion beard did you take hormone blockers uh i tried but I, I just want to, if Lionbeard, if you're out there stalking me, I prefer white chocolate mochas. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> is your beard really like a lion's? I'm just, I'm just curious. So Lionbeard also commented on our show where we had Ben on. Okay. And we were talking about truth. Mm -hmm. And Lionbeard says, well, you did it. You found someone more boring than Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, it didn't it didn't take much <laughs> that's awesome that's not nice oh <laughs> so, Wait, so we have another follower yeah, we, we who's this other our, follower our, that left our, a couple comments our best follower is uh his name is Fuzznut. I'm assuming it's a him. I guess I shouldn't be too. Uh, no, we know who this person oh yeah, is. It's definitely a him. You know who but, you are, Fuzznut. Fuzznut. That's just awesome, by the way. But but he's been our, our most active commentator on here. Commentator? Commentary. Comment, commenter. Commenter. Com commenter. Commenter. He's the commenter on here. Commenterd. Commenterd. Common Fuzznut. And... Uh, so he uh, left a couple on uh, our show on truth as well. Uh, the first one is about Ben. He said, Benjamin speaks about his emotions more than anyone not on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's which good. It is good. Um, uh, and then he had a then he had a couple questions. Um, one of them, Jordan said I couldn't answer because <laughs> uh, I might. It's about truth and whether it's hard. And but he asked uh, this. Stop smacking your lips. <laughs> so he asked uh, this barrel of nonsense you speak of. Is it like a growler that we can refill it with beer? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only problem I have with this question is I believe the barrel of nonsense was me you referred to. <laughs> and yep. so I guess it depends upon the beer and how much you're filling me with and where you're filling me with it at. <laughs> um, Open-ended. But, no, we love feedback. We love comments. So uh, Fuzznut and Lionbeard, keep it up. And anyone else out there, feel free to feel free to leave some comments. We might read them on our show. Well, those are just the best ones. Those so. are the best ones. There's there's a few others on there, but um, we might start doing this regularly. They'll just be a little behind. But um, today's show, Jordan, we wanted to talk about something. But first, I have to come clean about something. And I'm, I'm doing it on air so everyone can hear it. I was wrong. We're not on air. It's recorded. Well, I'm breathing air, so I'm technically <laughs> on air right now. Uh, but you have to come clean about something. Did and you I already do drugs? I already said it, and you didn't even catch it. So I think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep going with what I'm saying and not repeat it because I don't want it recorded too many times. You didn't say anything. Yeah, I did. I said I was wrong. Oh, I told you that. Well, that's nothing new. So. <laughs> Maybe for you. I'm really tired today, so yeah. If you, you can't, if tell. you couldn't tell, Jordan's basically like on weed, and so he's like <laughs> super zoned out, and he's got the munchies. No, no. I'm just scrolling through the comments on our podcast. Yeah, he's he's super checked in, more checked out, which is normal. Wait, so you were wrong. There's nothing yeah. new about that. So I mean, it's. Your track record on the show is 100% wrong, and then you go to prove yourself right. What are you talking about? And then you prove yourself wrong. (laughs) Never wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) oh, man. Lies, lies, lies. (laughs) Anyways, no, I was wrong. I told you this month was self-love month, and that's why we should do a show on self-love. And so we're still doing a show on self-love, but I was wrong about the month. We missed it. Uh, February is self-love month. Which, first question, why Why do they need a month for everything? I think it's funny they picked February because that's when Valentine's Day is. I think it's for all the... All the singles out there just feel better about themselves? Yeah, or all the feminists that don't have anybody that loves them. <laughs> so they figure, well, why not just make the whole month my month? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. To, like, just crap on all those couples out there? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, so we missed February, which tells you how much we love ourselves. Um, Listen, man, you just called me a liar. I don't lie. I write fiction with my mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the dressed-up way to say you're a liar? <laughs> <laughs> so we want to talk about, since we're late to the party, but we want to talk about self-love and this notion in our culture that seems to be very pervasive and in the church about that you need to love yourself before you can love others and you need a high view of yourself and you there's a lot of focus on yourself self self-worth self-esteem um to feel better about yourself to be able to have confidence in yourself it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks and well, that, i can already see some problems in what you're saying because some oh. of those terms are not equatable but yet they're equating them right and, and i would agree with that we want to get into that but uh, so i guess we want, we want to talk about that we want to talk about what what does the bible say about it because that's the most important thing um does the bible command it and um well let's just talk about it instead of saying we're going to talk about it i prefer to just say we're going to talk about it well let's just talk about it let's just say we're going to talk about it do you want to hear a joke about paper um sure never mind it's terrible 
That's why I don't like your jokes. <laughs> I think I've noticed something. I think on almost every one of your jokes, you're the first one to laugh at them. <laughs> nope. You know they're funny. You're just like you're just like have this this mantra of I'm not gonna laugh at any of his jokes. No, I laugh at the ones that are funny. I just haven't heard one yet. I have a pickup line for you. A pickup line. Which isn't applicable because you're already married. But hey, it's never too late to look for seconds. <laughs> when, your wife's not gonna like that yeah 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 it's a risk i'm willing to take yeah you're like my asthma you just take my breath away <laughs> see i laughed you laughed first. yeah That's there you go yeah I got, <laughs> maybe we should just have a laugh track for your jokes that way people know when they should laugh because they're all waiting for the punchline because they're like wait it's not funny yet when do i when do i laugh <laughs> okay <laughs> or maybe you just held up a little teleprompter of laugh now you're like Joe Biden. Joe Biden tells a joke, and then he's like, come on, laugh. <laughs> well, no, it's because he didn't tell the joke. He, first of all, plagiarized the joke from Reagan, and then he wait, didn't so, even deliver it right. Wait. And then he's like, laugh, you bastards. <laughs> wait, so all your jokes are original? Oh, no. I'm not, I, no, I, I fully admit that I plagiarize all my jokes. I'm just saying yeah. at least I delivered them right. That's, I guess... I guess you do deliver them a little better than him. (laughs) (laughs) There's like Joe Biden, then you, then Kamala. 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 No, no, it's Kamala. Oh. You said Kamala. That's what I prefer. All I can think of is an evil witch because when she laughs, it's like... (laughs) I have a question about that. People say they have preferred pronouns. People? Yeah, people. And that could be one of them. But why can't I have preferred pronouns for them? Because your opinion doesn't matter. But they're saying all that matters is my opinion. Not, That's why you have to respect my pronouns because it's just my opinion. So why can't you respect my opinion that I have preferred pronouns for you? Because it only applies to them. Does that make sense? It doesn't apply to you. But 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 if I said I had preferred pronouns for me, it would apply to me. Yeah. So how come I can't also have preferred pronouns for everybody because else? Because then it's applying to them. And they're the only ones but, that can say what pronouns but, they So I would agree with. with you, except when they say they have preferred pronouns, they expect you to use them. So it does apply to you. So they're saying something that applies to you. So Wait, are you saying these people these might people? be illogical? What do you mean by these people? Or these people might be hypocrites? No, no, no. I'm saying let's assume they're not hypocrites. And if they're not hypocrites, <laughs> let's assume they're then not hypocrites. I should be able to have preferred pronouns for them. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I feel like that's a great question. Well, go find someone that I mean, is a psychopath like that and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was asking you. Well, I, you call me names all the time, and I don't give a crap. So I feel like you do. Not really. Oh, okay. JB. What is JB? Jiggly Bear. Oh, psh, that's stupid, man. <laughs> You, didn't you better stop calling me that. Dude, you have a whole fan base. Every that time loves I that. run into Tony, he's like, Jiggly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That makes me happy. That's because he's a fan of yours and the show. And he loves your name. He likes it more when I call you names. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Because he, he's what's like, your, what's your he's like for all me? your names for Zach just mean dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so, self love. Let's get into okay, this. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. So, where should we start? I think I don't know anyone would love you. You're boring. But that's why I have to love myself. So there's at yeah, least one. That's my point. Yeah. So, so you know all about it. So <laughs> So you're saying that I'm kind of an expert. <laughs> Our first expert on the show, and it's been me this whole time. That puts me above you. First, I guess I've 
What do you make of the... I've heard a lot that people will say that they need to love themselves before they can love somebody else. And then uh, let's tie that in because I want to get into what the Bible says right away. Yeah, because like, like the saying, you can't pour out an empty glass of water. Well, you already did. It's poured out. Well, no, they're saying that right. if, if your you're love not tank's full not full, then you can't love anybody else. else. Yes. And, and mine's not full. I wish more people would love me. <laughs> <laughs> you sore out of luck on that one. You're going to have to talk the gun out of my mouth. S-O-L. What? Like the yes, yeah, soul out of luck. S O L is soul out of luck. That's what. Yeah, I isn't just that, replaced the that S. Spanish. I just replaced the S word with soul. Oh, your soul out of luck. But you spelled soul wrong. because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, not so, that word. It's a bad word. Let's get back on topic. See, I'm normally the one that takes you off topic, and now you're trying to do that. You to me. haven't ever. You haven't gotten on topic yet. So, well, that's because you keep taking me off. I feel like there's a joke in there. Anyways, um, but tied in with that, I've heard an argument that we're we're not just need to love ourselves before we can love others. Speak straight into the mic. That's good. But that we're commanded to. So when Jesus gives the greatest commandments, he says, here, I'll have it in Luke 10. Um, blah, blah, blah. Well, this isn't actually Jesus. In one, one gospel, Jesus says it. In this one, there's a, a lawyer talking to Jesus, and he asks him what's written in the law. How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says you answered correctly. So Jesus agrees with him. And so they say that love That's your neighbor. That's not commanding you to love yourself. That's under the assumption that you already do. Okay. I would. I mean, I I agree with that. But I'm just saying people have used that as an argument for the whole self-love movement that you need to okay, love well, yourself. Okay, well, here's the thing, though. We got to define, you can love your neighbor. We'd have to define our terms, though, because what I would argue is that there's a difference between self-love and self-esteem. And what's happening nowadays in the secular world is they're conflating those two. So you would say you need to have self-esteem before you can love other people? No. I, I think a certain type of self-love is fine. But what they're doing is 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 looking for self-esteem, and they're calling it self-love. Does that make sense? Sure. No, I, I would agree because because esteem is a a value statement. It's what your self-worth is. It's it's where do you get your worth from? And I think that even that they get wrong because you shouldn't find that in yourself. Uh, if you're finding your worth in yourself, you're going to be severely disappointed because you are a sinner. Well, okay, yeah. I would say self-esteem is, is what they're getting when they look at like their habits or their status or their fitness or whatever. Um, and they're not necessarily... So when I, I look at all of that about you, yours has got to be in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the thing is is I would say that... That's that you where just I'm don't getting care back anymore? to. I think there's a difference between self-love and self-esteem because I think Piper wrote a really good article on this, John Piper. I, like I can't Piper. remember him. I can't remember it word for word, but he was talking about how... be surprised if you did. Huh? <laughs> Basically, he was defining self... One of the definitions of self-love would be like where we are devoted to our own interests, desires, or values, right? Because everyone everyone wants happiness, right? There, there's right. no one that doesn't want happiness. So we're all pursuing happiness. 
right through what we desire or value and this in turn defines our happiness right and everyone has a desire for happiness the source and values is what differs with people right so what values we have and where we find our source of happiness through those values and would you say that the self-love movement is looking for it in themselves or yes. in like still external yeah, things take, for yes. themselves yeah, or a little they're bit looking both. for that source of happiness in themselves like basically i'm enough right i am the true source hmm. of my happiness right and so i can build myself up no matter what i how fat i am or how skinny i am no matter um what job i have like like it doesn't matter right so they're saying that are they just saying that none of that matters or are they actually saying something positive too no because because to go along with this people say well um you know that doesn't matter just be who you are right, right. Be who you are is enough you never have to change right but what i would say is that if you have your values in the right place right mm -hmm. which would be for instance Under your bed good morals god oh. you know god would be your ultimate source of happiness but if you have those things lined up then you should always be trying to achieve betterment for yourself and and i think the problem with with the secular modern day self love is that you're not changing anything because love. who you already are and where you're at is good enough right mm. that's all the perfection you need does that make sense yeah yeah you're, you're saying it leads to inaction because it's saying that it doesn't matter about all these externals you just be just be you and love yourself no matter what and you're good what about, do you think you're, so you're taking what you're doing is essentially making yourself god at that point because because everyone has right everyone has a values and desires right to attain I guess what I'm trying to say is that all people love themselves. That's just the underlying assumption that you find in, in the Bible, right? But what I'm saying is is that people have differences in where they achieve their values and desires. Yes, they, they have. So, so, for example, someone might say that they desire everyone. What you're saying is everyone desires happiness. Everyone wants to be happy, whatever that means, but it looks different for other people. So people, some people pursue happiness in what their body looks like. Some people pursue happiness in their job, their career. Some people pursue happiness in not caring what other people think about. Some people pursue happiness in self-destructive things. And I would argue all of these are actually in a sense self-destructive because they're not centered on God, but in um, like even the person that is, you know, struggling with alcoholism and depression or something, they're still seeking their happiness in something that's not making them happy. Yeah. They're trying to, because I think you could also say not, it's a positive and a negative. They're, they're trying to seek happiness and or avoid pain and suffering in a sense. So I, I agree. I do think that the commandment Jesus gives is, is assuming that people love themselves and so that's why you're supposed to love your neighbor and in the context that he gives the example of the good samaritan and the good samaritan is the one that helps the guy that was beat up on the side of the road and what he did and this is where i think it gets back to what you're saying is the difference of love versus like self-esteem and stuff like that is what he did to love his neighbor is he he sought his good he took care of him he gave him shelter he tended to his wounds he spent money on him so he treated him like he would want to be treated in that situation and it was taking care of that man's happiness and good and removing suffering from him and so 
I think we, we, we and, and then tying this into why I think it's assuming you love yourself, when Paul is talking to husbands, how they should love their wives as their own bodies, he who loves his own life loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, is getting into that, that assumption that no one ever hates himself. There, there's a certain sense that people with a can not feel good about themselves in a certain sense of hating themselves, but they're still going to seek their good and whatever that might mean. Yes. But, but here's, here's what I was getting at is that if you look at yourself in the mirror, I right, look good. where your values are and should I get them tattooed on me? Like my face? No. So what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> where your values are is what's going to change what you see in the mirror. Because if we're going to, if, if God is, God is the center of our life, our values, like right? Context. And we're, what? That makes no sense. Well, you said it would change how we see each other. I can't straighten my thoughts out when you keep interrupting me. (laughs) My bad. So what I'm getting at. I know it's hard for you to be straight. Now I can't remember what you just said. I said it's hard for you to be straight. Um, You said that uh, you're looking in the mirror and what your values are change how you look at yourself. No, you, okay, so what you said is that. (laughs) You said is that people can look at themselves and feel bad. Well, here's the thing. They won't, right? If they're going by the modern secular view that you are enough the way you are, right? So if you Mm -hmm. don't have your values in the right spot, you're never going to look down on yourself for where you're at and try to achieve something better, right? So if your values are aligned with God and what he wants for you, because he's working his purpose through you, Mm -hmm. we're not perfect. God is. So if we have this mindset that, that we're perfect, that all of our happiness and our source of joy and can be found in ourselves and our, you know, and it's all about our self-esteem. Right. When we look in the mirror, we're never going to be critical of ourselves. We're never going to try to be better than we are. Well, that, and it doesn't help others too, because that means you could actually never, because they say the point is to love others. You got to love yourself first. Well, if the way you love yourself is by looking inward, you giving that to someone else wouldn't actually be helpful because they would have to look inward too to be loved, right? Yeah. So it's not even helpful in that sense. So I think we could take a step back because because we're talking about what your values are. So one of the things I think that's important is love should be defined by God first. And so if, if we haven't defined love by what God says love is, we're going to have a skewed view of love anyways. Um, I actually have a, a quote from Piper. I pulled a page out of your book and I'm going to read a really long quote just just to confuse people. But he said... John Piper. Jonathan Piper. I don't think that's his name. Oh. It's John Piper. Johnny Piper. John Piper. Okay. Agree to disagree. Little John Piper. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He said, uh, one of the most essential elements of the spirit of this decade is that the ultimate sin is no longer the failure to honor God and thank him, but the failure to esteem oneself. So he's saying that our sin in this culture now is not... To honor God, the lack of that, it's it's whether we esteem ourselves or not. That's the measuring rod of whether you're you're um, sinning or not. So continuing the quote, self-abasement, not God abasement, is the ultimate evil. And the cry of deliverance from this evil is not, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? But rather, O worthy man that I am, would that I could only see it better. Which I think ties into what you're saying about how we're just looking at ourselves for our value and our worth. And so we don't get outside of ourselves and we think that we're good enough how we are. Yeah, exactly. And I think that would carry over into the state of the majority of our society today. I mean, we're, we're yeah. lazy. We don't do anything. People don't want to work. People don't want to go to church. 
like like we have it so good here that people and then you add this whole thing on top of it where you you're fine just the way you are right you're perfect right you know or your your happiness is yourself or or you need to love yourself before you can love anybody else right everyone just turns into basically selfish right bums one thing on that though what about there are do people do struggle with their view of themselves because they i think they recognize that they are they do have faults if you well you could go to the opposite extreme where people are too hard on themselves as right. well right but but do you think there's anything there to the fact that if you do have this very negative view of yourself how can you help others and be helpful and loving to others if I mean, part, because God tells us to <laughs> just do it. Well, I, I I see a common thread in both of those. Both of them, you're focused on yourself. The one of them is, I'm so good, I don't need to change. Then I can help others. And the other one is, I'm so bad, I, I got to focus on myself before I can help others. And well, so I think it would come down to what your desire is at that point. Because if you're saying, well, I'm so good and I don't need to change anything, then then you're not desiring to conform to to God. Right. And you're saying that you don't need to change. And and a lot of people think what's loving to others, and this comes out from the self-love if you think it means you don't need to change, what's loving to others is just letting them be them instead of saying, this is wrong, you should change. So, But, but on the flip side, someone who's saying, well, I can never be you know, good, I can never get better and they're extremely hard on themselves i i don't think it's wrong to be hard on yourself right but it has to be so many jokes there it has to be from a desire (laughs) to to follow god's law to do what's right right but with the understanding what's right that we are not perfect and we never will be well on this side of eternity yes that that sanctification is a work in progress i'm talking about right here i'm not talking about I agree, but I mean, I heard one person say it once, there's a there's a good thing to desire perfection, and it's because you were made for it. And so there is a certain sense of of realizing you're not perfect, yeah, but, it but there's also to a the side point, to it. It can't be to the point where you're beating yourself because you're not perfect. What, what I'm saying is that you, you have to realize that you can't achieve perfection in this life, right? But you should strive for it still. Why? That seems like a hopeless goal then. We recognize ourselves as sinners, but our desire should still be to follow God's law. I agree. But there needs to be a way to do it that's, I think this is, we need to get into the gospel to apply that real quick. Um, But one thing I want to point out is is, uh, Paul in 2 Timothy, talking about lovers of self, because they they talk about maybe the Bible commands it. He says, but realize this in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, etc. The point is, lovers of self is one of the things when they're condemning them as being sinful. So do you think the Bible actually isn't just not commanding us to love ourselves, but actually loving yourself is a bad thing. Well, that's where I would get back to. I think there's different definitions of it because the Bible, like in the second commandment is assuming that we already yes. love ourselves. Yes. So I, I, I don't think like I get back to, I don't think that um, if you're defining self love as always trying to, uh, cause we're, it's not wrong to pursue happiness. I would agree. Right. But if, if you're doing that with your values in the right place and your desires in the right place, then I wouldn't say that that's wrong. Then the right place is God. And that can be a definition of self-love. Sure. I would agree with that. So you're saying what Paul's condemning is a self-love that's not putting God as the 
object. When of you it. make the, yourself an idol, you're the God at that point. Right. right. Well, and getting back to how we need to define love, God defines love in the law. He says, he sums up the law in the two statements, the greatest commandment and the second, which we get one of them we've already talked about. It's love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up the law. So God's law is actually what defines love. It's how to treat God and your neighbor. And then he says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So I think also one thing people need to remember is that love is more is a feeling, but it's also an action. It's doing, it's being obedient to God. And so the, the way that that works too is important. So you got to love God first and foremost and with everything before you can love your neighbor. And so that would apply to self-love as well. It would have to be, think about it, think about it like this. God is the best thing for you because he made you to worship and glorify him. Since God is the best thing for you, the most loving thing you can do for yourself is to obey God and follow him. Right, yeah. And you also have the example of Jesus. Jesus came and all what he was concerned about was the Father's will and saving others. So Something I think is funny is, is, this the, is pe- a joke. the people you hear preaching the whole self-love thing the most are generally the people who have all of the earthly possessions they could ever possibly <laughs> imagine, but yet they're still not happy. Right. And so they preach the self-love thinking, well, I must be the source of the right. happiness I'm missing, but yet they never find it and it never clicks that you're looking for the wrong source. Well, right? well and this, this is also extremely practical because if you put it in anything but God, you can lose it and it's temporary. So anyone putting it in themselves, you're going to die. You're going to lose your health. You're going to lose everything, right? If you put it in money, if you put it in your career, everything. God is the only thing that will actually last and 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 what we were designed for. So God is the only thing you should be putting your your worth in. Right, right. Because I would say that the the flaw in that statement, right, of of self love the way they define it, or meaning that basically our source or key to our best life is ourselves right Right. we are enough for that is completely denying god's purpose because god works his purpose through our lives right and god made god made us to be focused on him because that's what's best for us and that fits in with the trinity because the trinity is the son being focused on the father's will and the spirit and vice versa dance they're all focused on each other and servant leadership and uh, sacrifice and so that's what love is so that's what would be make most sense for us what did one ocean say to the other ocean nothing they just waved oh my goodness (laughs) was it a tsunami (laughs) (laughs) so i guess would we say that self-love is good when it's done rightly when it's oriented on god under the right definition i would say god's definition of love and what that means yep and where your values and because interests lie we're defining it as as i guess seeking your own happiness and worth and that's found yeah in we're God. not using the modern definition of self-love which is basically just a selfish self-love right that your interests are you so basically what we would say is self-love isn't just for february self-love is a year-long thing because it's found in worshiping god and serving others there you go dude your month just got a whole lot longer <laughs> what about there's a there's a thing i've heard of, of people you know speaking positive thoughts to themselves a lot or or being being positive do you think that's fits into this do you think that's because i because i know a lot of things comes down to attitude what your attitude is about things and if you have a negative attitude 
your whole life seems negative and it's much harder to deal with things. Do you think that that's a good practice of speaking positive things to yourself? Speaking positive things to myself? Yeah. I know you talk to yourself a lot. And so I was, just, <laughs> I was just hoping that maybe it's somewhat positive. I don't know. That's not something I've, I guess I've really thought about. Well, everybody has self-talk. Everybody talks to themselves. They have self-talk. Yeah, I just usually just think about how big of a douchebag you are. So. <laughs> That's your self-talk. <laughs> You're just going through the day. Man, Zach's just a huge douche. Is it because I was wearing sunglasses inside? <laughs> it's my new baby. <laughs> huh. That's an interesting approach. So you, your approach no, to making it, yourself feel better is to put down others. I see how it is. No, I think it's good to do like David says in the Psalms and to meditate on his word day and night to meditate on his law day and night i think that Hmm. would be the replacement for what you're calling telling yourself positive thoughts right we should be meditating on god's word meditating on him well and i think this brings full circle to the gospel because i think the gospel should be the number one thing we're telling ourselves in our self-talk and the gospel is perfect for both extremes we talked about the people that are too hard on themselves when you tell yourself the gospel do you do it in like a Southern Baptist black preacher voice. No, I'm not racist. I don't make black face in my head. Makes it better. (laughs) (laughs) I always end it with, can I get an amen? (laughs) No. So, so the gospel is perfect for both extremes. The people think that they're perfect and don't, don't need anything just themselves. And the people that are too hard on themselves, because what the gospel says is you're not hard enough on yourself. Is if the gospel says you are so wicked and sinful that you couldn't even save yourself. Jesus had to come save you. But then, and so that works on the people that are, that are, are struggling with pride, I guess is what you would call it, with the self, self-talk self that they're just the best thing that's ever happened or all they need is themselves. Well, the gospel actually is, says, no, you, you're you a terrible sinner. Isn't it, isn't it the movie with Bill Murray where he's like, you are great, you are great, you are wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What about Bob? <laughs> like those. That's a good movie. <laughs> I feel is good. That positive? I feel great. I feel wonderful. Is that positive talk? Yeah, that would be positive talk. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> but then... The flip side of that is the people that are dealing with, they're too hard on themselves. The other side of the gospel, there's some truth to that. You're a sinner. But the other side of the gospel is, is you are a sinner, but Jesus loves you and died for you so that you don't have to pay for your sins. Your sins are now covered. So now there's um, hope in there for people that, that are too hard on themselves. And and both of them also get you right, out right, of right, thinking right. of yourself. Get, yeah, but you also got to remember what Paul said because he, he had a... He refuted that. Remember, because one of his, he was said. predicting the the uh, the argument would be, well, what shall we say then? Should we continue to sin? Right? That oh. grace may abound. We have to remember that as well. well. Yeah. So, no. What you're getting at is uh, is a is a problem with that. Is you can take that and run and well, say, um, well, I was just covered, getting, so I can do whatever right, I, I was want. just getting yes. back to the, uh, what we were talking about earlier, where um, basically you have to understand that you you are not perfect right but that doesn't mean that we should not strive for perfection right or follow god's law however just because we know we can't um be perfect we're still sinners that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to not sin right yes what the gospel changes is some people get their self-worth from how good they are at following the law and that's bad too the gospel changes that you don't have to follow the law to be saved. God saved you. Now you can follow the law to please God and to do what's right and love others. Right. Um, we should have that desire. Yes. Do you know why beekeepers have the prettiest eyes? Beekeepers? You can't see their eyes. They got that all that crap on their head. 
Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. (laughs) (laughs) That changes that saying altogether. (laughs) Do you love yourself? Well, I think that we all do, so. It's assumed. So, yes. And you know what happens when you assume? Well, you look like Jordan. And this is also a debate for another show, but I've also heard that um, a different perspective of the second commandment when he says love your neighbor love your neighbor as yourself love love your neighbor as yourself is not that we should love our neighbor just as much as we love ourselves but rather god saying we should love ourselves less to the level that we love our neighbor now, i know it's hmm. kind of a tangent but it's an interesting concept i don't think i agree with that you don't have to i'm just saying it's an interesting concept but you have to agree with me no let's agree to disagree no i'm right no i don't know how i feel about that but (laughs) i think it's interesting to think about well so just a quick thought on that like like teaching on idols idols is where you're putting something above god you're kind of you're loving it more than god basically because the first commandment is to love god um and i don't think because there's lots of good things out there to love and i don't think the solution is to love them less per se depending upon what it is but more to love god more so i think some of the same would apply to your neighbor it's not that you shouldn't because we talked about it's not you shouldn't seek your own good and happiness but your good and happiness is found in god and what he says your life should be and so i think done rightly um because piper talked about how the good samaritan went out of his way to meet the needs to do good to someone that was suffering and 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 basically what jesus is saying that commandment is that we need to t- take the same amount of effort and work we put into taking care of ourselves as and meeting our own needs and, and taking care of our own suffering and avoiding that to others i think that's yeah. huge that's tough i don't think i don't think anyone really does that very well i definitely don't because nobody's taking care of me well and i also wanted to mention it seems like you hear this a lot from women not not necessarily men i don't hear it from men a lot except very feminine men what and so i think that possibly not possibly i know it is but i think it is uh, attributed to our failure as men to love our wives and love women in general right because because if they don't feel love from other people, they will fall to looking for a source of love somewhere else. And then they fall into this trap of, well, you just have to love yourself because you're the source of your happiness, right? I agree. So but I think that but there's also a reaction to some false love there because doing that correctly would be not that we don't do real actions of love of taking care of them, but the best way of showing them love is to put God first in our lives and their lives too. So, yeah. so cuz you could fall into another trap of where you need where you get yourself worth and love is from another man's love or a man from a woman. And that's that shouldn't be our ultimate sense of love yeah. either. Not that that's bad. Well, I, yeah. I guess ultimately I'm just getting right. guys suck and we're failures. And a lot of this I think can be attributed to, to yeah. men not being men. So. I would agree with that. I think also to tie back into your analogy of the the you can't pour water out of an empty pitcher jesus cup cup oh you said pitcher i said cup oh. but whatever it doesn't matter uh, it, a pitcher could be like a really big person what we're pouring this out of a person well the analogy is you that you're them? the analogy is that you're the cup or pitcher wait so you're saying the pitcher is a fat person and the cup is a skinny person yeah i just wasn't saying so you're fat, the pitcher so. and i'm the cup <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm a jug. <laughs> a whole keg. Um, no, so back to that analogy. Uh, Beer growler. <laughs> Thanks, Fuzznet. Um, Jesus uses the analogy that he is a spring of living water. And that if you drink from his living water, you'll never thirst again, which ties into that analogy where we need the spring of living water, which is Jesus, to fill us to then give to others. So we're, we're getting our identity, our value from Jesus that fills us to give to others. So, so there is some truth to the empty cup, pitcher, whatever, can't pour out. You need to fill it, but not with your own self. You need to fill it with, with God and his love and what he says to give to others. Right, which is, and 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 this is almost totally an aside. There's a some people have made the the thing that well, God created people because He needed love and worship and stuff like that. He needed somebody to dote on and something. And Edwards has a Jonathan Edwards has a great quote where he says it's it's not an argument of the deficiency of a fountain that it tends to overflow. Meaning, God created us out of the abundance of love and filling up that He had already in the Trinity which is in a fountain that overflows into us and he doesn't need us right that's good yeah so why did why did the one-handed man cross the road why to get to the second hand shop oh <laughs> you don't you mean limb differences <laughs> <laughs> limb different <laughs> limb different shop <laughs> so i guess uh to wrap this up uh the secular movement of self-love and you know i think we should change this I think you should tell me jokes so that I can laugh because you don't laugh. So, okay. It would be more entertaining. Okay. Let me think of a good joke. Um, no, I think you should be telling the jokes because I think they're hilarious and here, you're just a dull here, here's nutcase. A good, here's a good so. joke. How do you tell if Jordan is lying? I have no idea. His lips are moving. Oh, that's lame. I've used that joke on you already. <laughs> you can't reuse my you joke. You didn't use that joke. I, I mean, have, I, I have legitimately said that. If you did, you stole that. it from me. I have legitimately said that. I at bet some you have. Point. You stole it from me. Maybe not on the show, but. <laughs> okay. So, it, in summary. Yeah, in summary, um, the secular movement of self love and only looking to yourself is false, but self love isn't bad when it's defined by God and found in God because that's what gives you the worth and structure of what real love is to help others and yourself and what's best for you is to love god because that's what you were designed for and this helps jordan because now he can look outside of himself for a change (laughs) yeah we need to be in god's word um i wanted to read a quote real quick by rachel jankovic she said um in an article to read the word of god is not to work on ourselves there is help but it is not the help we offer ourselves. It is the help of a holy God who is accomplishing his purposes in us. The sinful heart of man loves to try to get the word of God into a place where we are not so threatened by it. Because goodness knows it is a threat. It threatens the old man in all of us, and the biggest threat it offers is to open our eyes to reality. That's a good quote. Thanks for listening to our show. You can find us on brothersargue.com. We are also available on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast most. Also, please like us on Facebook and share our show. Tell others about us. Yeah. Comment. Yeah. yeah. Send some comments our way. Also, if you have any crack cocaine, send it to Jordan. He's pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're actually asking for drugs. <laughs> so, remember, if you find yourself talking to Jordan, he does struggle with self-love. Because with a face like that, just try not to scream. <laughs> 
that'll wrap us up till next time everyone love god and go have a disagreement with someone argue more boom